Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Eleni, and I'm so grateful that you are spending this time with me, taking the time out of your busy day to listen. Um, today's episode is going to be centered around whether or not the anti-diet movement is anti-health, meaning that it doesn't really care about your health. Um, if you are following me on Instagram, my handle is all.bodies.nutrition. I've talked about this topic previously, um, and I think it's really important, especially because I've been seeing just a lot of misinformation about what the anti-diet movement is and the assumption that it does not regard the individual's health. So first I'm going to kind of like explain a little bit about what the anti-diet movement is Um, and I think it could mean a lot of different things. So As we know, the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, and how did it get so big? Well, I I would attribute it to a multitude of factors. So first of all, it, social media, I think, has really blown up the ability for companies to market dieting, like diet plans, weight loss teas, flat tummy teas, all those gimmicks that you see being promoted by Instagram influencers or TikTok influencers and it makes it very easy for these companies to kind of prey on the vulnerable. Now, you know, there have been studies that have shown that social media has significantly increased the incidence of disordered eating and eating disorders, especially in young girls. Um, And this is because if you think about it, social media really shows, you know, people show their like best parts of their lives. Oftentimes, uh, you know, it's just kind of like fake. Um, And we learned that it's very easy to edit videos and pictures and things like that. So you have an individual who has hundreds of thousands of followers showing how small their waist is and how big their butt is because they use a the the waist trainer and they're drinking the flat tummy tea and they're taking the uh apple cider vinegar gummy bears and things like that. So I do feel that social media has definitely had a very negative impact on the mental health in regards to dieting for many individuals, men included. Um Another reason is because we often tend to compare ourselves to other people. So if you are at your home scrolling through Instagram and you're following people who you feel like physically look very attractive and you want to emulate that, when they start sharing things of their day, whether it's their exercise routine or what they're eating, it becomes very easy for someone to associate the concept that if you replicate what this person is doing, then you are going to be able to get the results that they get or you're going to be able to look like they look and things like that. And that is just not false. And I think I just said that is not false. That is just not true. Um, If we all ate the same exact things and moved in the same exact way, 
we would still look differently and that's because we were all meant to look differently we all have different genetics and different body structures and things like that and that's how it's supposed to be so the diet culture uh the growth of the diet industry in general i really feel has had a huge part due to social media because back in the day before social media you know was created people would look at magazines and companies would have to buy um, ads on tv which is very expensive so yes of course you know diet culture has existed for a long time but the significant growth over the past 10 years i would really attribute to the ease of marketing and praying that they can do on social media so the the term anti-diet just basically means from like my personal professional standpoint that you are not following a specific meal plan any specific diet you're not counting calories you're not counting carbs you're not counting macros you're not adhering to a specific rigid um, way of eating that you are flexible in what you are you know, in the food choices that you're making throughout the day. And this also includes movement, that you're not, um, you know, adhering to a very rigid set of guidelines as to the type of movement that you engage in, that you aren't counting X amount of steps or burning X amount of calories or working out for an X amount of time. And unfortunately, um, you know, there is... An eating disorder called orthorexia and it is rooted in the idea that you are living like a very healthy life but it ventures on obsessive and that is not healthy and so a lot of times diet culture masks itself as being healthful and so while well, you're like well oh well someone's eating salads for lunch and they're having smoothies for breakfast and blah 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 like it's even though someone is eating quote unquote healthy food, the intention behind it is not in a healthy place and it's rooted in a disordered thinking in regards to what your habits are, where you are unable to veer off from that, where you couldn't go out to the store and grab like a bagel or you're afraid to go out to restaurants and order something different or you have to look at the menu ahead of time and analyze what is what you feel safest eating um <clears throat> excuse me um so that's a little bit about what in my opinion the anti-diet movement is it's just not following specific guidelines or or what society is deeming as trying to intentionally lose weight. So when I talked about intuitive eating a few weeks ago um, and the health at every size concept, it isn't, it's not saying that you can never lose weight. It's just saying that your body is smart and it knows what to do and that once you get into a happy medium of eating foods that make you feel good and energized and you know nourish your body and you find some sort of movement that you enjoy doing that feels good that isn't 
pushing yourself to a place where it becomes like a toxic relationship it very it very well may be that you may lose weight you also may gain weight you also may stay the same but the concept of following specific diet structures to lose weight and shrink your body intentionally is wherein the problem is and we know this because most people who lose weight end up gaining it back and that's because of the fact for many different reasons um, which could be a whole episode in itself but if you lose weight during the process of intuitive eating and being more mindful of, you know, getting back in touch with your body's natural hunger and satiety cues and things like that, that is what your body had wanted to do in the first place. So forcing your body to, you know, stick to a certain number of calories or macros um, and things like that with the intent of losing weight because you think that that's healthy that is where the problem is and that's really where people end up falling off and then going into that vicious cycle of restriction and overeating or binging or falling off and then finding a new diet and thinking that that diet is the diet that's going to you know solve all your problems. So there are instances as a registered dietitian where diets where a specific diet may be appropriate and those are really in clinical circumstances so first of all if you have a specific like a severe specific diagnosed food allergy then staying away from whatever that allergen is is obviously recommended if you have celiac um where you're diagnosed with celiac um, obviously avoiding and not consuming gluten is recommended. Um, if you are someone with kidney disease, um, chronic kidney disease where your kidney function is declining, there are specific diets for that. Um, there's also specific diets in regards to certain nutrients when you're on dialysis, um, which is when your kidneys are no longer working and you need to go to dialysis to, you know, go through the process of what your body would do if your kidneys were working. Um, Another instance would be if you have congestive heart failure and you're retaining a lot of fluid, a low-sodium diet is definitely important to not, you know, to help you not retain as much fluid because that could be very dangerous and you could die. Um, So there are instances where clinically there are recommendations that I would support But for the average individual who is just like lost and has been spending their whole life dieting, uh, you know, following Whole30 or account or hiring a macro coach or counting carbs or, you know, downloading MyFitnessPal, I'm just not in support of that because not only have I seen how that has not helped me. Um, in the long run, but it hasn't helped all of my clients who have come to me after years and years of dieting, feeling even more confused, especially with a lot of the information on social media um, that just, you know, perpetuates the toxicity of diet culture and people who are unqualified giving nutrition advice, which could be very dangerous. So, that is just like a little bit about what I would define 
anti the anti diet movement um just in a nutshell um so when it comes to whether or not it's healthy i would argue it really depends um for some reason people have come to the belief that if you aren't dieting then you don't care about your health And to me, that's kind of crazy because you could be dieting and you could be losing weight while eating very quote unquote unhealthy foods or maybe foods that aren't high in nutrients. So if you're in a calorie deficit, which is generally when someone loses weight, you could be eating cookies all day. You could be eating french fries all day. Um, Is that like healthful for your body to only be eating those foods? No. Obviously, you need a lot of different other nutrients. You need protein. You need, uh, you know, micronutrients and vitamins and minerals and fiber and things like that. But if you only define in your head that, oh, well, if I'm in a larger size body and I'm losing weight, whatever I do to get to that place where I'm losing weight is healthy. And that's just not true. Um, so I would argue that the pursuit of intentional weight loss oftentimes develops very unhealthy behaviors in these individuals. So anti-diet does not disregard health and it does not disregard the nutrient density of food. It basically is saying that food is neutral. There's no good or bad foods. You are not a better person for eating certain foods and you're not a bad person for eating other foods. Um, And as diet culture has grown, people have grown afraid of eating certain foods or associating certain foods as being good or bad. And so taking away that bias when it comes to food and really getting to the root of where these thoughts originated in your head and trying to like undo them is what the anti-diet work is. And when it comes to your actual health, um, as a healthcare practitioner, as a registered dietitian who has her master's in clinical nutrition, um, I care very much about the health of my clients. And just because I don't weigh my clients doesn't mean I don't evaluate their health. So there are other ways of evaluating someone's health regarding stress, taking a look at lab values, which I always do. Um, throughout my work with my clients, taking into consideration any chronic diseases that they may have or may be at risk for are all things that I take into account when working with a client. But giving them another diet to follow is not going to heal their relationship with food. And until your relationship with food is healed or on the mend, Caring about nutrient density and, oh, you know, what can we do to improve lab values doesn't really matter. I mean, it does matter, but it's not on the list of priorities because the goal is for you to heal your relationship with food, to educate you on, you know, the different macronutrients, not in the sense of counting macros, but what they actually do for your body and why each of them are important. Um, those, that nutrition education is definitely part of that work that I do with my clients. Um, but 
again, following a specific diet or counting a specific number of calories or restricting a certain number of carbs is not going to help someone, um, especially when they've been struggling for so long with going from diet to diet and yo-yo dieting and losing and gaining weight um, and things like that. So, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of people on social media practicing nutrition when they're not qualified to do so. They're not equipped with the understanding of chronic disease and the body and how the body works to be giving nutrition advice. And in this anti-diet movement, there happens to be a lot of these people who preach the anti-diet movement but also are giving nutrition advice and so I feel like that is a little bit problematic um, and unfortunately social media doesn't have a way of regulating who can um, give nutrition advice and who can and who can advertise services for nutrition and health um, and who can't and it's a little bit of a scary thing. I've had a lot of clients come to me that do have like PCOS or type 2 diabetes and they were working with someone who was making certain recommendations which actually could have been very harmful to them, especially when it comes to type 2 diabetes um, and someone's on insulin or taking medication like metformin or glucophage. Um, so you know, hopefully one day we'll get to a place where there's a way to determine who is allowed to give nutrition advice and who isn't. Um, but I think that's a little bit where the anti-diet and not caring about health comes into play and why some people have this understanding. And there also are people who are just fat phobic and just are rooted in the mindset that if you're in a larger size body, you're just automatically unhealthy and not pursuing intentional weight loss is harming you. And there are dietitians out there who believe that. There are physicians out there who believe that. And that's why I work so hard to kind of spread this message where you can have a healthy balance of caring about what you put into your body given whatever circumstances, you know, you are living in, your financial situation, what access to food you have, while, you know, uprooting all of the diet culture infiltration in your mind. Um, so, you know, I just get very frustrated whenever I hear or I see people talking about, like, how unhealthy, how it's okay to, prom like, that people who are promoting anti-diet are telling people it's okay to be unhealthy, and again, like, it's, this concept is rooted in the idea that individuals in larger size bodies are just unhealthy, but you can be unhealthy in any size body, and there's not one specific de determinant of your health. It's all it's a kind of big picture kind of thing, taking into account a lot of different things. Um, like I said, like I look at my client's sleep schedule, I look at their stress level, I look at their eating patterns, like how frequently they eat, whether or not they're getting adequate protein. Are they eating any vegetables? Are they not eating any vegetables? Are they eating fruits? Are they not eating fruits? Um, do they know how to cook? Do they have time to cook? 
um, you know, if they are relying on food from outside or restaurants or takeout, what's available to them. Um, and if they are on a specific budget and things like that. So all of those patterns come into play um, as well as any sort of like genetic history that they have in their family in regards to their health um, and what their labs are showing and things like that, what medications they're on. So it all comes into play when deciding how best I can help my clients. Um, But my overall uh, belief in not following a specific diet or prescribing a specific diet is still something that I stand by. And I hope that in me explaining like a little bit about like what I feel the anti-diet movement is and how it is not promoting unhealthy behaviors or living an unhealthy lifestyle um, has been insightful for you guys because I always try to provide the most useful information that can apply to you in your everyday life. And if you're someone who is struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating or even just you've been yo-yo dieting your whole life and you feel like, well, I'm in a larger size body and, you know, it's not good for me. So I'm just, you know, I feel lost. Just know that there is another way. You can always send me a DM um, if you have any questions. Um, obviously, I can't give specific nutrition advice be- unless if you're my client because I don't know you, I don't know your health history and things like that, and that would be unethical of me to do so. But, you know, if you just need someone to talk to because you feel like, hey, you know, I'm being pressured to lose weight or I feel like I need to lose weight, but, you know, I don't know what to do and I feel lost, please reach out. Um, I will be... Um, available in my DMs anytime you guys need to talk. Now I'm kind of rambling, but I hope I got my point across. If you guys have any questions, like I said, about this topic, send me a DM and I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.